welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we're recording episode 82 and it's one of our author spotlight segments. Uh, Before we get into that, I just quickly say that this is my last lone episode uh, without my co-host Sarah. Uh, She's coming back next week for our Talking Shop episode and I'm looking forward to hearing how her life is, is going with her new little baby. So that will be nice. Um, but getting back to this episode, today we're interviewing MK Stabley. So hi, nice to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Ashley. So MK Stabley is a US-based author who writes cozy mysteries with a paranormal twist. She has two series, the Eva St. Clair Mysteries and the Alexa Vandigo Mysteries. Did I say that right? You said that correctly. Yes, <laughs> winning for this morning. <laughs> When she's not writing, she's talking about writing on her podcast, The Talking Book Podcast. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I like having another podcaster on. Very exciting. Right. (laughs) We both know how this goes, right? We do. We do. (laughs) All right. So we'll start off with a hopefully easy question uh, to get us warmed up. So I'd like you to tell us a little bit about how you first got started writing. What made you decide to pursue it more seriously later on? Okay, well, this question, you're going to laugh. I started writing the year I was going to turn 40. Okay. Um, It was more of a bucket list thing. I, I wanted to write a book and I made that my goal for the year that I was turning 40. So that was a ten year, eleven years ago. Oh wow! Yes. Um, so I did write a book within six months, and that's a good effort. That's a really good yeah. effort. That was a good effort. I had three books around that time that I wrote under a completely different name. So I started writing. It was just a mystery with a little bit of a comedic twist, you know, I was turning 40 and I was just like, you know what? I can do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, you know? And I loved mysteries. I love watching all the crime shows, you know, CSI and, and those kind of things. So I was really into that. And I actually went to a police Academy oh, to cool. learn, to learn what they actually do behind the scenes. Like I got to do ride alongs with the policemen. I got to learn how to shoot different kinds of guns. I got to do a crime scene investigation. It was a mock one, but still I was able to do like a lot of different Um, things. Amazing. Yes. And I got to use those um, in my book, you know, whatever I learned, I'm like, okay, so now I know the behind the scenes of what they do. You know, I can put this, you know, in my books and stuff like that. That's So, so cool. Isn't it so cool? Like, I want to do that. Sounds so fun. You was there anything that was particularly uh, like eye opening that you were like, oh, I didn't realize that it was like this? Yes, it was kind of strange because they they show you everything. You know, like 
the drugs at the time that were big, you know, that they were busting people for and stuff like that. They actually showed us what everything looked like. Oh, wow. Yes. And I had to go through a mock trial in inside a courtroom and I had to be, uh, yes, I had to be like, you know, the professional witness of like, you know, like crime scene investigation person giving, you know, my testimony. I'm like, oh my God, how did they do this? (laughs) You know? That's very pressure. The pressure is very yeah. high. <laughs> what an amazing experience. So it was very cool. So I wrote three books around that time. But once I, I stopped writing for probably about five years. And um, when I took a job at a salon and spa, I was a manage, a manager of it. And it was in a hundred year old building. So it was kind of creepy to begin with. And we would have doors opening and closing by themselves every now and then. (laughs) As you do. You know, nothing big. (laughs) But then you go back uh, to where like where our garbage and stuff is. There was this alley. Okay. And there was a gated entrance to the alley. And I was walking back there taking garbage around dusk. And there's like this really tall fire escape um, stairway back by the garbage and it was dust kind of dark and I'm like oh yeah I'm seeing a story here this is where it's gonna gonna happen speaking to me yes it's speaking to me plus you know working in a salon you get so much gossip and just stories left and right you know imagine yeah so you're just kind of like oh yeah I could totally (laughs) see a story coming out of this you know so I did I started writing again back in 2016 and I was working kind of full time you know about 30 hours a week so I didn't get a lot of writing done um, at that time but while I was doing that while I was writing A Killer Cut um, that's the first book in my Ava St. Clair mystery series while I was writing that all the girls that I worked with were so supportive and they were so excited. They wanted to know what was what I was going to be doing with this book. Yeah. Then they started throwing out names. Like, I want my name to be this. I want my name to be that. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to give you the name that I'm going to give you. You'll know yeah. who you are. <laughs> you don't get to choose. You don't get to choose. No. And then um, when COVID hit, we were shut down for two months. That's all I did. I finished that book. That was my goal. I'm like, you know what? I have nothing else to do. I'm yeah, I guess. So I finished it the first month. I edited it the rest of it. And then it was published the following month in June of 2020. Quick turnaround. So, yes. So when I, when I decided to publish this book, I unpublished all of the older ones that were from back you know when I first started writing because I'm like no this is completely different from what I wrote before this is so much better this is so I've really I think I've grown you know from Mm -hmm. from that point so I decided to do it under a different name because I had like an a pen name beforehand yeah so this book when this book came out I'm like no we're starting fresh and I want to completely clear everything else away and just focus on this MK Stabley and those books. So once I got that one published, I was getting 
once it went live, I guess yeah. I was getting text message after text message from all of the girls that I work with. Oh like, my Oh my God, this is, um, this is hilarious. Oh my God. This is funny. Oh my God. I know who I am. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they were. And I was like, you guys are awesome. You know, but the one phone call that killed me was my mother. Oh, <laughs> she called me and she goes, Mandy, I was up till 4.30 in the morning. I couldn't put it down. I had to find out what happened at the end. Oh, that's such a nice compliment. Right? Amazing compliment. From Yes, from like probably your toughest critic, your mother, you know? So I was like, wow, really? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, and I, it was just, so it's kind of just gone from there. You know, I have no formal training in writing. I don't have a creative writing background or education. Like I said, it started out as basically a bucket list type what, of thing. What made so, you put that on your bucket list? Because, you know, if you haven't really had a lot of background in that, what makes you just decide, I'm going to write a I book? <laughs> I think because I was such a huge reader and there's so many people that, there's one author in particular that I just, I love her books. They're fun. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Janet Ivanovich. Yep. My sister's a massive fan. Stephanie Plum, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, I could be her. <laughs> I'm like, and that's what just kind of, I'm like, I so want to write something like that, you know, or, you know, something like that. But I always had like a love of the paranormal too. Mm-hmm. And everyone that has read the first book was like, wow, okay, that twist at the end, totally didn't see that coming. And I'm like, yes. You're like, I've done it. I've done it. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a crazy, um, a crazy backstory to, to for yeah. me. <laughs> Obviously, like, who else would do, like, really a bucket list, you know? And I'm just like, sorry like it's what I wanted (laughs) yeah it's kind of just that was just one of the things on there and I went for it (laughs) did you always have the view that you were going to publish it or did you think for a while that maybe you'd write it and it just stay for you (laughs) yes yeah yeah the first one that I wrote when I turned like I said when I was writing the one when I turned 40 I thought there's no way I'm gonna publish this and I had a couple people read it and they were like, you know what, just put it out there, you know, and just see what happens. And granted, I, it did better than I thought it would. So I kept going and I wrote a sequel to the, to that first one, but compared to what I'm writing now, it's such a difference. Even I can tell a difference yeah. in the writing and how much it's improved. Actually. I don't know if it's, I believe people who read a lot, their writing kind of gets better as they keep reading. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I, 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 I think they that. can, yes. I think they can get a better grasp of how they want the words to come out in their own writing. Um, when they sense. read something really good, you know? So that, that was one of my big things. I'm just, I'm a huge reader. If I'm like at night, that's all I do. You know, my husband probably looks at me like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Another book, you know? (laughs) 
it's inspiration it is actually it is and I just and there's a few authors that I just I have to read most of their books I have some favorites (laughs) so well that brings us to the next question what are some of your favorite authors that inspire you Uh, okay other than Janet Ivanovich um, she was a big one but I love Charlene Harris who wrote the Sookie Stackhouse books. Um, I guess the show True Blood was based off of their paranormal. Okay. Also Lori Foster. She's a U.S.-based author as well. A lot of her books. I love her books. She does a combination. She has like romance, like sweet romance. And then she's also got this other kind of category that has like the men who walk the edge of honor you know, tough guys that are a little bit beyond the law type of thing, but they're good <laughs> really good guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I love Sophia Kinsella. I love all of her books. And so, I mean, I have like a plethora, like really kind of a big range of authors that I really like. So those are just a few of them that I like. And are your books similar vein to some of those? I would say maybe some of the humor in A Killer Cut and Die at the Races have a little bit of maybe a Janet Ivanovich humor to them, like kind of like quirky, funny, sort of like the main character and her husband are kind of really, they're really good together. And the main character, Ava, in those two books, her personality and stuff is kind of based off of myself. Okay. And then her husband in the book is his personality is basically based off my husband because we are kind of, we are kind of, you know, quirky together and kind of goofy. Yeah. So it makes it sort of, it gives it a little bit of a fun, you know, atmosphere too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to (laughs) randomly circle back to the books that you ended up taking down. Do you have plans for them or are they just going to be in like a secret drawer for a while? I know, right? (laughs) We were just, we just moved into our new house and um, that we had built. And there was a box today that I opened because I wasn't sure what was in it. And it ended up being those books. Ah. So I was like, oh, I forgot I had these. (laughs) Oh, let's see. What are we going to do with these? You know? (laughs) So I think they're probably just going to stay where they are right now um I I don't have any plans to maybe re-edit them or anything like that with my new you know pen name and stuff like that unfortunately I have too many ideas for (laughs) Ava (laughs) that's a good problem to have I think it is I've got like at least two more and I'm her next one book three is actually coming out in August I've already got the next one sort of in my head yeah <laughs> book four is already there so I, I think I'm Deal just with gonna that first. Stick, yeah I'm gonna go with where, where my flow is taking me at the moment <laughs> fair enough yeah you mentioned before that you when you were working at the I want to say salon was I right salon yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that you were working quite a lot of hours. So I was wondering how you managed to juggle writing time with working and whatever, and your podcast as well. Lots right. Of things well, luckily, going on. 
Yeah. Luckily, the podcast just started in January. Okay. So it is still fairly fresh. When I was working, I worked about 30 hours a week and my son, our son's like in college. So he was already, you know, pretty much self-sufficient and didn't need a lot of attention. He was pretty independent. So he is still, yeah, he's still, he's a senior in college. So he only has one semester left. (laughs) But yeah, I would do it mostly on probably my days off. I would at least give myself a few hours to look at it. But like I said, that book took me about four years to write because like I said, once COVID hit um, and we were shut down for two months, I had all the time in the world. So I was like, you know what? It's It's getting on. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I did all day long from like the time I got up until probably, you know, five or six o'clock in the evening, I was at my desk and my husband was working from home, yeah. you know, and yeah. And our son was, you know, home doing online college, you know, because they shut that down too. So we were just all in our own little <laughs> locations throughout the house. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing. Don't bother me. Yeah, exactly. You know, they were doing their thing and I was doing mine. So it's just like, yeah, we'll see you at dinner. (laughs) So it worked. And I was once um, it was finished and everything. And by the time we went back to work, I had already decided that I was going to resign. Okay. So I told them, I think probably about three weeks before we went back. Yeah. But I probably wasn't going to come back and I felt horrible. And they were like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. I knew in my head, in the back of my head, I knew we were probably going to be moving to right. another state within the next probably a few months or whatever for my husband's job. So the one thing they asked, could you at least come back for the first, like, two or three weeks just to get us going again, you know? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So I did. And so, yeah. So once we moved to, um, to Georgia, I was home all the time. So I was able to get two other books done within a year. Oh, wow. So envious of all time. (laughs) I know because I had all day long, you know? So yeah, I got the second book in Ava's thing finished, which is Die at the Races. So that's this one. And then I was able to do this one, which is a paranormal romance mystery. So I was able to write covers. Thank you. This one is like my favorite. I was going to say that one's really great for those who just have, uh, who just have the audio. It's a fabulous kind of sketch of a lady with a hat on and I love it. I know. Isn't that cute? (laughs) I loved it. And it's kind of, it revolves around the Kentucky Derby. Oh, cool. Yes. So that one was my, one of my favorite covers so far. Do you have a specific designer that does your covers? Have they done all of them or do you kind of? I do them. You do them. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. I actually, it's going to be, it's really funny. Have you ever seen the app called Canva? Yes. That's where they're made. Those are fantastic. Yeah, I just, I look for the exact picture or image or drawing 
that I see in my head. Yeah. You know, I kind of put in the, you know, the search thing to look for this specific kind of drawing and as close as I can get it. And that, that one for diet, the raises was spot on. It really does suit it. So, Those look fabulous yeah. for having, because sometimes you're, I would be terrible. Um, I'm not a, a cover person. Um, we had ours professionally done. We had a go at it and we're like, no, this is not for no. us. <laughs> you're like, no, I don't want it to for look us. like this. <laughs> no, but yours look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I do a lot of my marketing videos and stuff like that. I do them all myself. Anything for our talking book, podcast, advertising, flyers, posters, um, stuff like that. I either use Canva or, you know, something like that. So I do yeah. all of those, oh, um, cool. all of our marketing and stuff. So <laughs> very cool. It's fun. <laughs> So you said that you had no real formal training at all as a writer. Uh, Have you taken any classes or read any books since then? Or have you kind of just relied on natural evolution of getting better? (laughs) I do have one book, but I never really got through the whole thing. It was writing for dummies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah. I got through maybe the first like 50 pages and I'm just like, now. <laughs> I know I'm just it makes no wing sense, it. right? I, I, yeah. And like you said, like a lot of people are either the plotter or the panster. Yeah. You know. What, what are you? I'd say half and half. Okay. <laughs> I like to plot out characters, locations, what's going to happen in the beginning, what I want to happen at the end and some of what's going to happen in the middle. But if I'm writing and I'm, I'm typing and something hits me, I just keep going. Right. You know, I don't, I just deviate from what I thought I was going to write and it just kind of takes a different, you know, direction sometimes. And I just kind of go with it. So do you have the, like the twist or the like the whodunit part already sorted before I you start? Have, yes, I kind of have that pretty much already in my head of how that's going to go. The first book, it was a surprise for me <laughs> that I thought of this. Because honestly, I did not think that I would um, end with that specific kind of twist. I don't want to give too much away. but That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ava's kind of a fun character. You know, she's a wife and a mom. She kind of left a um, dark past 20 years ago behind. And in the first book, you you get to see what happened back then. And unfortunately, due to circumstances, she kind of has to open Pandora's box. Right. To the past and use what she's got in there. So, I like the vague, yeah. so I don't give anything away. I know. <laughs> I know everyone's like, come on, give me something. You know, I'm just like, it would give too much away. <laughs> can't do it. Sorry. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about your publishing journey? Perfectly fine. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. My publishing journey, it's been interesting. I've had. I have not 
made that jump to writing that all important query letter, Uh, you know, to an actual publishing house or even to try and get an agent yet. And everyone keeps telling me, you really should do that. (laughs) And I said, I would love to, you know, my husband's waiting for that million dollar book deal so he can retire. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) The reason I like self-publishing is because you keep all the rights. Yeah. You're the one telling yourself, okay, this is when you want it out. This is when, you know, this is the title that you want. This is the cover you want this. So you have full control over everything and you have all the time in the world. I mean, if you're not ready to write, then you're not ready to write, you know, or whatever. And I think a lot of people, when you're traditionally published, you've got deadlines upon deadlines upon deadlines, and they will actually, you know, possibly change your title. It could be something completely different than what you thought of, you know, or that you were thinking in your head that you wanted it to be. Yeah. So I kind of like the creative freedom of staying self-published. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it probably wouldn't hurt to have an agent, maybe to get stuff out there a little bit more. Yeah. You know, and I try, you know, I'm, I'm always posting, 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 because, you know, that's the only bad part of, you know, self-publishing is that all your marketing is done by you. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's a challenge. Yes. That's it. You're the one responsible for getting it out there. (laughs) You know, so that's, that's one of the downfalls, obviously. I had an editor for my one, my one book that I used when I wrote, let's see, my second book, probably in 2014. Okay. And this was under my previous, under my previous books. And he did a great job of editing. I followed everything he, you know, told me to do and all of that. So come back to 2020 you know, when a killer cut came out, I got some software. I mean, I have some software that I just run it through to do grammatical things and stuff like that. And then I will read over it a million times, you know, just to make sure everything sounds correct and sentence structure and all that is done. And then I, I sent it to, you know, the editor that I had before. And he was just like, Oh my God. He goes, I can't believe the difference in your writing from 2014 to this new book. He goes, it's, I love it. Oh, I was amazing. Like, I was like, well, we're, no, I'm, he's like, I'm serious. He goes, this is probably one out of the three that you had before that you wrote under your different name. He goes, this one is amazing. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. And he wrote, yeah, he sent me a great, you know, message and everything and wrote a, an amazing review for that book. So oh, I was like, that's nice. So I'm like, I must have done something right. <laughs> no, that's really good to have that validation as well. Yes. One that you've gotten better, which is always yes. amazing. And two, yes. that people are liking like, your story. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and even people that had read the prior books, like friends of mine and stuff like that, they were like, oh my gosh, you're writing again, you know? So they wanted the new book. And even they said they couldn't believe the difference in the two 
you know, types of books and stuff like that, the two different types of writing yeah. that had changed. And I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, like, how did that happen? <laughs> Do you think it's you know? because you started a different series? So you had a different voice to write in? Do you think that this could have been I'm part wondering. of it? This is what I'm wondering, or if it's because Ava is sort of based on my personality myself, maybe it was a little easier to write. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're kind of like pulling it out of your, you know, yeah. out of your own. So, so I'm not, I'm not makes sure. Sense. A combination of one, naturally yeah. getting better, and two, finding a voice that really suited you, perhaps. Exactly. Exactly. So either way, I was thrilled. I was just like, oh my gosh, yay. <laughs> like, you know, I did something right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Have you so it made my day? <laughs> no, well, that would have made my day as well. It would have made my week or month. As, oh, yeah. You know, I'm living off this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Fueling my next book. Exactly. So, yeah, I was thrilled. And when the second book came out in that series, Die at the Races, same thing. You know, everyone's like, I think I like this one better than the first one. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> but I'm thinking like what what did I do differently you know (laughs) maybe it was just the story itself you know that they liked I did a ton of research on the Kentucky Derby itself yeah and you know the traditions and stuff that they do and all that kind of stuff so it was probably really descriptive you know of the places and everything around yeah you know surrounding the Kentucky Derby so that could have been it too. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't I'm know not complaining. Done it, but no. Nope. Not going to complain. I'm just going to like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, have you enjoyed the self-publishing? Like, do you think this is something you'll stick with? Or are you going to listen to your husband and potentially bite the bullet and send some right. letters away? I do like the self-publishing. The only problem is you don't get the marketing. They're not in huge bookstores. Yeah. The royalties obviously aren't as much as you might get with, you know, a traditional publisher either. They're not horrible, but I mean, you really have to get the book everywhere. I mean, everywhere you can get it. And that's, you know, sometimes it's just like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Like, what can I do differently marketing wise to get it more out there? Yeah. You know? So, and unfortunately, you know, during COVID, there wasn't any book signing, you know, big like book cons and stuff like that, where, you know, you could yeah. take your books and a bunch of people would be there, you know, hundreds of people, you know, so that's always a big thing. If you can get into any of those things, the like the book cons and stuff like that, and the book signings that a bunch of authors show up to, that's huge, you know, because you've got hundreds of people going yeah. by you and checking everything out and, you know, wanting to talk to you and stuff like that. And you can tell them about your book. And have so, you been able to do any of those since COVID? I have not been able to do any. Actually, in August, the Talking Book Podcast and a bookstore here in Georgia, we're sponsoring um, an event called Books and Bites. Okay. And so there's going to be six authors. Most of them will be indie authors. Cool. There will be one big author. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Karen White. She's actually from Georgia. She's a New York Times bestselling author. 
Um, she's written the Trad Street series as well as the Shop on Royal Street. They're sort of mystery. Um, okay. With a little bit of ghost type twist to them. She's going to be our main speaker. Oh, so cool. we got to, yeah, so we got her to do our our event. So my partner, my co-host and I, we will both, since we're both indie authors, we decided, well, we're going to each have a table as well with our books. Makes so sense. yes, so that will be my first one since 2017. <laughs> oh, exciting. That's such yeah. a great idea. So we're kind of excited about that. It's in August. So we're planning that right now. That's coming up kind of quick. It is. It is. Um, and luckily we took June and July off for the podcast. Yeah. And then we'll be starting up again in August. Um, so that will be a big thing when we go back to um, doing the podcast. It'll be also that month will be the big event that we're sponsoring too with the bookstore. We're crossing our fingers. <laughs> well, it sounds like a fantastic idea. So hopefully it goes well for you. I, I'm really hoping. Yes, it does. Um, it's going to be at um, the Atlanta National Golf Club here in okay. Georgia. So it's August 18th at 7 p.m. Karen White down here in Georgia is, I mean, actually anywhere. But um, in Georgia, she is just such a huge presence for book people okay. that we're really hoping to get a lot of tickets sold knowing that she's going to be there. So. Well, good luck. Thank you. <laughs> I really love the idea of just making that happen on your own. There isn't a sort of book con thing that's on the horizon that you can go to. So like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. Why not? Exactly. And that this was my partner's idea. My co-host um, Perry Patterson, she's an author too. She goes, I think we need to do something like this. So it'll like do something with our podcast. It'll have something to do with, you know, indie authors who basically our podcast is what we deal with. We do a lot with the indie authors to try and get them out there a little bit more um, to give them that little, you know, boost of marketing and stuff like that. So that's kind of our goal with that. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, we've had some really great authors on so far and, um, they've all been luckily amazingly receptive and all, all of that. So yeah, yes. But like Exciting I said, times indie, ahead. yes, I know. It's just like indie authors though need as much as they can get boost wise. And, yeah. you know, all the marketing for each of our shows, I do probably at least a full two weeks beforehand and just every day something different will show, you know, show up on all of our social media, you know, and then they'll share it on their social media pages too. So um, anything that I've made up for them, you know, I send them and they can Mm -hmm. use it however they want, you know, so it kind of, it kind of works out for all of us, I think. I have a similar opinion to that as well. Like that's one of the reasons we have our interviews too, because we were like, you know what? There's like nothing out there to help, you know, help people. So we've talked a little bit about uh, the Eva St. Clair series. Uh, would yes. you like to give us, you know, the pitch sort of about what it's, a, what the whole thing's about? What the whole thing is about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, in the first book, A Killer Cut, Ava, like, just like me, is <laughs> a lot of spa in a very small town in Ohio. And 
obviously in small towns, you've got some of those snarky, uppity, snobby, you know, older women who like to cause <laughs> yeah. issues. Yep. <laughs> we have one such um, and completely fictitious, completely fiction. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling everybody that came into the salon, it's nobody in particular, okay, <laughs> that I'm using in this, okay? Nobody. She ends up finding that client in the alley. And what happens is the day before her boss was seen having a little bit of an altercation with that client. So all evidence pretty much since she was found on their property, all evidence kind of points towards her boss. Okay. But Ava just doesn't believe that, you know, she's like, no, I just know she didn't do that. So this is where in turn comes in where Ava has to kind of use unorthodox methods okay. <laughs> um, yeah. to find, to find um, the evidence needed to clear her boss. Um, but in that process, she does open the door to the past. Her husband knows about her past. Okay. He's not thrilled that she's bringing it back, but, <laughs> yeah. he, but he understands. Um, and even ends up helping a little bit. Um, he sees her do a few things that he was never, ever thought that he would see her do. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of magical. I'm, I'll just tell you that. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. Um, yeah. She has her past is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the process of her methods, she does uncover who actually did it. And um where the evidence is but unfortunately she you know how is she going to tell you know police officers and stuff like that you know how she found out where everything is and all of that so yeah makes things a bit awkward for her (laughs) yeah a little awkward but she ends up having those people kind of come after her okay and she finds out that more of her past is in this end game than she ever thought. Oh, cool. So that incident plus her past kind of is goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and you don't see that coming at all. So it's kind of it's kind of like really um, like <laughs> <laughs> you know? so yeah, it's it. it it's so hard to explain without giving so much away. You know, I think you've done a pretty good job. I'm intrigued. It's so hard to like say, you know, too much and not enough. Her husband at the end, you know, he has a friend that works for a government agency and he ends up giving them a couple of things that she can wear to get the evidence. Amazing. (laughs) And he also finds out what she can do. He, um, in the second book, he kind of like takes advantage of that right? (laughs) and kind of asks for her help (laughs) in another case, such as the Kentucky Derby thing. So, oh, cool. Does the, you know, collision of case and powers kind of continue through the whole series? Is that the plan? Yes. Nice. I like it. So yes. Um, Jake Long is the government uh agent okay (laughs) (laughs) 
so he um and he's a friend of her husband so of course you know friendship he doesn't want to you know kind of got to help yeah. you now when you can and <laughs> she, she kind of figures if if she has to use what she is at least she might be able to use it for good oh cool yeah, it I sounds know, like, like a really I'm fun like, series. Sounds like a really fun series. So I, you know, I'm hoping that this next book um, that I'm currently writing, that's book three. Um, that one's called Lion Lanier, and it's set around Lake Lanier here in Georgia, okay. which is the most haunted lake in the world. There's a haunted lake. <laughs> There's a whole city. Or whole town under this lake. Oh, this lake was made in like the 1950s by okay. the U.S. by the U.S. military, um, and there's a whole town underneath this lake. There's still cemeteries that oh. have the tombstones and everything at the bottom of this lake. Never heard of this place. It's so creepy, but so fascinating. You have to look it up. Um, lake Lanier. <clears throat> lake Lanier in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, or around Atlanta, Georgia. There's been some very mysterious deaths around this lake. People have seen, you know, images or apparitions around Mm. the bridges and stuff like that. People that have survived drownings um, have said that it felt like two hands were on their ankles pulling them down. Oh, that's creepy. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, yep, this is where this is the setting. (laughs) This is the setting. This is definitely the setting, you know. So I've been we've been out there a few times. I've actually swam in Lake Lanier. (laughs) And you survived? I I, I survived. (laughs) (laughs) But I would really I would love to go like around, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night around some of those areas that they've spotted things creepy I know (laughs) oh don't know if I could do it right and my son is like you're taking me with you because he's a big ghost hunter okay he he has all the equipment oh does he (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so he's like what are they called emf detectors and all of that thing (laughs) oh yeah anything that you've seen on I don't know if you guys get ghost adventures with Zach Baggins at all no. it's okay so, so everything I know about ghosts is from supernatural so. right well he has like everything the cameras the um listening devices the oh wow um, the pods you know that you know light up when there's the energy around it and stuff like that so he's really kind of into that might be useful <laughs> having him around then if you do I know, go right? <laughs> I'm like, let's see if we find anything. <laughs> oh, very cool. So we'll see. I'm, I really would love to go out there around, like I said, around nighttime and stuff and just see what, you know, what happens. But so that was a really cool setting for that one, I think. That sounds very appropriate for the book. Yeah, so. and it'll be out in <laughs> August. So I wanted that book, that one I do have on a deadline because I wanted it out and printed and everything before this book event. Ah, so I right. can, I can have right. like this new book. So that one and another one that I'm writing should be out about the same time. I'm writing another one and it's just full on romance. No. And, it's called, and it's called Of All the Fates. 
Oh, that's a cool title. So if you've ever heard of the Red String of Fate, it's sort of a Chinese proverb is that a red string, which is this, Hmm. um, there's one attached to everybody. Okay. Metaphorically. And whoever's at the end of your red string is basically your soulmate. Okay. So it doesn't matter time, place, circumstance. Okay. It's going to happen. You'll meet them. So it kind of revolves around the whole soulmate thing. That's a really sweet premise. Yeah. Cute. (laughs) So I'm really hoping to have that out. And I wish I could show you the cover I had made for that one. You'd probably die if you saw that one. It's really cool. I love that cover. It's like to seeing it. Well, it's it's in black and white. Okay. And there's all you see is two hands kind of close to each other. And the only color, there's like a red string attached to each one of their fingers. And it's, you know, just kind of dangling there. And they say this red string, it could it could curve, it could bunch up, it could stretch, but it will never break. Oh, so, <laughs> so <yeah>. nice. <laughs> so that's kind of how that cover looks. So I'm kind of excited for that one to come out too. But I got to finish it first. <laughs> <laughs> so say, I know that feeling you're like imagining the cover. I haven't written it yet, but I can see the cover right now. (laughs) I did too. I did. I think I did the cover before I even started writing. (laughs) I did because that kind of like gives me that, you know, the whole premise of the story like is based on that red string, you know, attached. I know people probably think, wow, how would you ever think of something like that? I'm like, I don't know. Like just you know, it just pops up sometimes. <laughs> uh, did you want to tell us a little bit about your other series, the Alexa Vandigo? Oh, Alexa. Yes, Alexa is. Um, she's a funny one, actually. No, um, <laughs> very talented. Didn't realize how talented she actually was. Okay. Um, she lives in Arizona. We lived there for like seven years. Okay. Um, and I love Arizona. I love the desert. Um, Sedona area is amazing with the Red Rocks. Um, and that's basically where a lot of this takes place is around Sedona and Flagstaff. And um, Alexa is just finishing college. And her best friend has a boyfriend who she's really, really close with. And Alexa has a talent of being able to, um, she gets visions okay. of what could come. Um, unfortunately those visions do not have a time and date stamp on them. Right. So therein lies, you know, an issue. And the one vision that she gets has to do with her best friend's boyfriend being murdered. Oh, okay. So she's at a loss of what to do. You know, she wants to stop this, you know, from happening, but she doesn't want to tell everyone and be the sideshow freak, you know, of the college campus, you know, type of thing. And she's taking a class in metaphysics. And so she's finishing this class and her professor isn't much older than she is actually. So, and he is of native American descent. Okay. Uh, So she does kind of go to him and 
explain what's going on. And he totally believes her because he can, I think he can feel the energy off of her that she's, she's talented in many ways, right? more than he actually realizes. He ends up kind of helping her bring out an extra talent that she didn't realize she was able to do. And that is called spirit walking. Oh, um, which means she can be in one place and kind of relax her body so much and visualize where she wants to go yeah. that she will be in another, her spirit will actually be in another place and she can see things happening where, you know, she wants oh, to cool. see. So that's kind of the premise of that. And she's able to use that talent um, to find things out and to um, help her friend, hopefully. In the whole scheme of things, while this is all happening, her and her professor get close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. A little close. So yeah, it's it is it is very. um, I I liked the premise of it. I just if you're ever in that like area, like in Sedona, people who know that area, just know the feeling around there is more of like. It's very serene. Um, okay. It feels, it almost feels otherworldly, like an otherness is around there. It's just very new agey. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of, I did a lot of research on Native American history and, you know, what those, um, what the elders were able to do. And one of those things was spirit walking where they can actually leave their body. Um, kind of, th- have you ever seen the movie Ghost? With Patrick Swayze? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, so you know how he was able to get, gather enough energy to actually touch somebody yes. and they could feel it or punch somebody or throw something and stuff like that. Yeah. So she learns to be able to do a couple things like that. Nobody can see her, you know, <laughs> cool. and stuff yeah. like that, but they can feel it. Yeah. So in turn, she, you know, she's, trying to not only help her friend's boyfriend, but she's also going after this company that he's sort of interning for. And he's trying to get evidence of these people that are dumping toxic chemicals into the lake um, that the animals and stuff, you know, drink out of. Right. Um, so that's why he's in trouble. The people of that company are kind of watching him. They can see him taking pictures and stuff like that. So she's trying to stop, you know, not only this, um, corrupt company. Yeah. But she's also trying to stop him from dying. Oh, yeah. I really, (laughs) I really like the, um, books with like the visions and stuff in it. I love those uh, books with that premise. So that sounds really interesting. Very cool. Yeah. So this one, yeah, this one, there's like a couple pages. The one scene that I was writing, even when I read it now, I still cry. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I'm like, okay, well, there's your romance in that. And I'm just like, oh my God, what's happening? You know? <laughs> You're like, I wrote this. <laughs> I wrote this. Oh my God. He loves her so much. You know, <laughs> just like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've had, I've had some really good um, feedback from that book. That was probably the newest one that I have out. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't even decided where to go with her yet I mean there there will be another book um because at the end I kind of left that open um yeah. for more to come so I just have to figure Let's out uh, watch the space 
yes, kind of I one. Know. Yeah, I just have to figure out where I, you know, where I'm going to take that. Fair enough. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Being conscious of time, we should probably mm-hmm. start wrapping this up. So, was there anything else you wanted to talk about that we haven't covered yet? I don't think so. We we were luckily I was able to you know tell you a little bit about the talking book podcast um, yep. about my books and um, about me. So I mean, it has been so much fun talking to you. Thank Same you here. so much. Um, so where can people find your books, and where can people find your podcast? Oh well, our podcast is on Spotify under the Talking Book Podcast. My books, you can find them on my website, which is www.authormkstavely, that's S-T-A-B as a boy, L-E-Y.com. Um, and those links will take you right to Amazon, uh, where Perfect. you can buy the books there on print or on Kindle. And how can people get in touch with you if they want to reach oh, out for any reason? If they want to reach out to me, um, I have messages that come through my um uh, website or I am on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, Instagram is mk.m.k.stably author. And then on Facebook, it is author mk stably. I have an author page there. So any of those. Perfect. Uh, so I just want to thank you again for coming on the show. I think we covered like a lot of ground, learned a lot of a interesting lot. things, <laughs> which is always I good. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. No worries. And so if you want to be on an author spotlight section, just like MK Stably has been, you can head over to our website, lindersoncreations.com. And under the podcast tab, you can just hover your mouse over there. And there's an easy application form uh, to apply. And we'd love to have you on and have a chat. Uh, next time on Dear Writer, it is one of our Talking Shop episodes uh, where we talk about some of the resources that we are reading to help better our writing and also some of the stuff we're reading for fun. And if you'd like to know any more about us or our writing projects, you can visit us at the aforementioned website, lindersoncreations.com, or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram, also under the handle lindersoncreations. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.